Salud. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reinas del Chisme. I'm Debbie. I'm Dania. I'm Violeta. And remember, chisme ain't the only thing we talk about. No, no it ain't. ain't. Perfect. <laughs> We've been practicing that. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> we need to trademark that. No, for real. <laughs> um, okay, so I was going to go into the drink, right? So yeah. The drink for this episode is an orange cranberry mocktail for V and I. And Debbie has an orange cranberry cocktail. Mm-hmm. She can't escape the alcohol. She tries, but we don't let her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so this one's like super, super easy. It kind of reminded us a little bit of a tequila sunrise, mm-hmm. but just because I think of it's the, the way, because it has the bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So what was in it was cranberry juice, orange, orange juice. juice, Sprite, and then we used um we put ice in there, and then we used a little bit of grenadine too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a easy, refreshing little recipe. If you guys ever, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure you could put any kind of liquor in it. Debbie's mm-hmm. had Ciroc this time, so mm-hmm. that was our drink. Um, I recommend that you guys try it again. It's like super, super easy. It like probably takes like five minutes, honestly. Yeah, and, and it's probably are... ingredients you have at home. I was anyway. just gonna say yeah. that. Yeah, it's probably just something you can just like quickly put together. You know, stuff like you probably you... have in your fridge. Yeah, <clears throat> when you come home from work and you had a long ass fucking day, look through your fridge. Sometimes you could just make some shit happen. <laughs> yeah, I actually like I envy those people who can like literally make anything to eat out of like whatever they have in their fridge. Because I'm not that creative. No, no, mm-hmm. that's like my mom. Like, and sometimes like moms have that power. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's like my family has grown up like eating leftovers, mm-hmm. and my mom would like use different leftovers to make something, which is like weird to think about now. But like back then, it was like fucking bomb. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, that's what my mom does all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I, I know, and never it makes thought me about sad because now I feel like I'm like more wasteful. Like I try not to be, but then it's like. I am like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially like I've always said cooking for two. Like, I feel like it's hard. So it's like you have stuff and then you're like, oh, I'm going to save it for lunch. And then something happens and you're like, fuck, three days later, time to let it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I am. Um, so I'll get started with the roses and thorn this week. And finally, I have one prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you guys may have saw um, on our recent post post (laughs) that i did find my dress so i'm really happy about it it's like crazy to think like i've been saying this every time i tell somebody the story that i found my dress that it's like i went with the vision of like what i wanted Mm -hmm. but when i actually was trying on the dresses like what i liked wasn't for me oh really type of thing yeah because it's like the dresses i wanted were more like i don't know like she just had like this vision she thought she knew exactly what she wanted yeah and it's like I don't have like that much of like a full body. So then it kind of just did not look like pictures. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I'm just like about to go to Tijuana right now. Like (laughs) right back, get that lipo and hopefully it works on you. (laughs) Yeah. And um, we just celebrated our six month. How would you say that? I guess like your six month countdown. Yeah. To be married this past Saturday. So we're really excited. And I'm like more nervous because I'm like, I have so much shit to do. And like, uh, it's just a lot. Like sometimes part of me is like, do I even want to have like a big wedding? But <laughs> too late now. And my thorn also is with the insurance. I told you guys last week about me rear-ending, I guess you would say, somebody doing a freaking U-turn. Well, like the insurance ended up like saying it was my fault because 
I hit him from the back. Oh my god! And so they're like, "Oh, based off of the impact, da da da." And I was like, literally so mad. I'm like banging on the table, like talking to them. <laughs> and I was so annoyed because it took her like three days to call me back. So I was just so pissed. And she's like, "Even if I talk to the cops, like local in your area, like that's not gonna change my mind." Da da da. This stuff. And so I was just like telling her all this you stuff. You can dispute it. Mm-mm. They just want you to say that you are like that you agree with the with the verdict so that yeah. way they're just like okay do you want to pay your deductible and move on yeah they don't want you to keep fighting it that's why Fight they're telling it. you that so it's like yeah just- so i just told them like i don't i was like i'm not gonna pay my deductible to fix it i was like you could do whatever you want i was like i'm just gonna fix it myself like plan all this stuff and so it's like even though like um rico was able to like to buff out like the paint marks and stuff and it's gonna cost us less than my deductible to fix my grill so it's like you know what I mean? So I was like, why am I going to do that? But yeah, I'm just so pissed. I'm like, oh, like just shit like that. It's like, why? It's because this guy wanted a fucking coffee. Like, no, fuck Dutch bros. Called, like, it's called privilege. It's because he's <laughs> yeah. a white, an old white man. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. Especially shit. because the guy told V that he had gotten in an accident recently. That was yeah. his fault. So it's mm-hmm. like, of course, he's trying to like say it isn't his and fault. And so it's like, mm, yeah, this is the second time. Strike two. Yeah. So. Oh anyways but anyways i was there when v chose her dress and honestly it was like one of those things where her dress chose her i feel like yeah because she was like so did you um well she actually her sister had picked that dress because we were all helping her try stuff on and v's like oh like that's not like no like that's not my thing she's like she's i'm gonna pick it she's gonna try it on and then she tried it on and it was like oh like (laughs) So it was like really funny because it was like the one that she didn't even really want to try on. And it was like the one that was meant for her. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Cause like I'm, I have a vision of what I would want my dress to look like or like what I would want to look in the dress. But it's just like, fuck, no, I don't know. Cause you said like your vision, you know, like yeah. you went in with one thing. It was way opposite. That's why I told Rico too. I'm like, maybe if we ever do like a vow renewal, like I'll be the Tijuana by then. So then like, <laughs> I'll have a body where it's like, I can get that dress that I want, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So it's just, I don't it's know. It's just a lot of things to consider, honestly. Cause mm-hmm. it's like your dress could be super heavy. Then you're going to be uncomfortable. If there's like that one thing where you're like, this is a dress I would want, but I'm not fully comfortable in mm-hmm. it, then you're going to feel like that the whole entire time. Yeah. yeah. Especially because so like, I'm not skinny to my my Like, I already feel con- subconscious. I say con- yeah, subconscious about like my imperfections on like, like always like my mom's stomach or whatever. So my mom's like, yeah, but are you really going to be comfortable the whole wedding? Like trying to suck it in or like worrying about the angles people are taking your pictures on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's true. Like, and she yeah. just like looked so confident in it. So it was just like it just helped her make that decision because it's yeah, like if awesome. you feel good in it, you're yeah, going to look, look good, good in it. it. Yeah, because I always wanted like a fitted dress. But it's like I was actually telling Nanya yesterday because um, I struggle a lot because obviously y'all don't know, but I, I have like really saggy skin from like how big I got with Kaiki. And then part of it had to do with like how the severe preeclampsia that I had because I swelled up like a fucking balloon. And it's like, obviously, like, where the fuck is that all going to go? Because it's just extra skin. And even though I'm, like, trying to work out and I've lost weight and, like, I look different, that part is always still going to be there. Like, yeah, I can go away, but, like, that's my only thing. So, like, hopefully by when I'm done having kids, I'll get my (laughs) tummy tug and I can have the wedding of my dreams. So when you guys see us on Tijuana, mind your business. Yeah. (laughs) Pretend y'all don't know why we're there. (laughs) 
Gotta get some stamps on that yeah. passport. <laughs> even if it's just crossing the border for a couple hours. <laughs> and you don't even need the book to like no, cross the uh-huh. border. You just need the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to go next or want me to go next? You can go. Okay, so my rose is um, honestly like just Thanksgiving was like really relaxing and it was just like really nice like spending time with my family and um yeah like everything like turned out really good and then also um this weekend because we kind of have like a little annual tradition i'm trying to think back as to how many years we've done it already maybe like five or yeah i think like five but this will be the first year that or this was the first year that like gianni went with us so it's like to pick up the christmas tree you know and so um, RJ and I only got a little one this time because he didn't even really want to get one because last time it was like a hassle to get it in here mm-hmm. and then to like clean up after it and like mm-hmm. do all that shit. So he's like, no, I don't want to train. I'm like, come on, just a little one. And so we agreed like four foot was our max. So okay. that's still good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to at least have one. And just because it's like I like the smell of it. Yeah, stuff, I was know, just like, going to say that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it just won't feel the same having like presents and no train. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my rose. And then my thorn is probably that, like, my craving has been, like, salty things. And I just feel like, fuck, like, I don't want to have a lot of salt. (laughs) But, like, I don't know if this is weird. RJ actually surprisingly didn't think it was weird. He's like, you're fucking Mexican. You guys like everything with tahini, so it's not that weird. But I've been really wanting pickles. And I've been having, like, pickles with tahini. And it's really good. He's like, uh. Okay, I, I need to try this. <laughs> try it. It's so good. I honestly think it's so good because he's like, well, it's kind of just like pepino, yeah, like with mm-hmm. tahini, and it's just like in vinegar. And I'm like, oh, thanks. That makes me feel better. So it's you like, know I've been having that. You know what's so weird that like I never craved pickles when I was pregnant? No. Never. Uh uh-uh. uh. I just think because no. they're so salty, but it's like, Maybe. that's what's bad because it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to feel like bloated. And then when you have a lot of salt, you get really thirsty. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, I need to like call my tits about you know, that. Then in chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I that and then like yesterday, I really wanted like I did a little, which I can't even really eat a lot of hot Cheetos, but I did a little bit of hot mm-hmm. Cheetos with like little cut up pieces of pickle in there okay. <laughs> and like anymore. <laughs> so it's like really just pickles. That's yeah. awesome. And then someone's like pickles was what got, craving pickle was what got you pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> true. <laughs> Touche. True. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thorn. I need to like try to make like better eating choices. Like still satisfy my cravings, mm-hmm. but like not like on a daily basis or anything. Yeah. So yeah. Did you have any cravings when you were pregnant with both kids? Um, well, with Rico, I craved like Mexican candy, like stuff that was like really spicy. And uh, um, in Nevea, I was more like um, with Nevea was more salty, like French yeah. fries. Oh no, post papas! Like papas was my thing with salt. Like was enough for Rico though. I think for both. Yeah, like the caldo so, de pollo. She used to love caldo de pollo because she just oh, wanted the, the, the papas. Potatoes, yeah. Hmm. My thing was slushies. Like I would hella yeah. want slushies from Seven Eleven. Literally, that's I a Slurpee girl. Oh, Slurpee, whatever, <laughs> same shit. But I would literally go because I lived in Vancouver at the time, and there was a Seven Eleven right be- by our house, by our apartment. And so I would stop because I knew I was I was gonna want one. So I would get the biggest one, and I would stop <laughs> at Seven Eleven, and then I would fucking go to my apartment, and then that would last me the rest of the day. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> And it had to be the cherry one. Yeah, the cherry ones are the best. Yeah, if you, if, like, I got another one, I would, like, throw a fit. I like, just hate uh-uh. how they, like, 
all the food coloring in them. Yeah. You know, like your tongue mm-hmm. and like your lips and everything. Do you guys like- remember like at Walmart when they used to sell the icy cups at the checkout yes, and then you would have to take yes, it to yes. get the icy? <laughs> that was the shit back then. Yeah. My sister <laughs> and I would always get that when we would go grocery shopping with my mom. Yeah. Okay. So my rose, Um. again, like the same thing with you, like Thanksgiving was perfect. And then um, I guess this was going to be like a little – rose but a little thorn Uh so we did family pictures but it was like my whole family that shit was a fucking struggle let me tell you (laughs) so it was good because like the The outcome was good yeah the pictures came out good but we literally like i had bought in my dad his out like his shirt my brother his shirt my son already had his outfit i even like bought my mom her shirt and everyone just literally had to put him and like smile for a fucking hour and that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. No. It was like <laughs> my dad's like, I'm not wearing that. Like, why do we have to match? And like my little brother was like throwing a fit. And then my mom was like taking a shower. And it was like, hurry up, mom. Like, let's go. And she's like, I thought she was coming. And I was like, I had told everyone that I and I get like when I get stressed, I yell. And it's like I don't mean it to like do it directly at someone. It's just kind of like why don't you just do what I say? And like, I'm paying for everything. Like, just please just like do this one thing for me, you know? And (laughs) it's just like, oh, but it came out fine. Everything was good. And yeah, I can't wait to see the pictures. But then my other thorn is that my fucking phone yesterday after all, like, wait, no, on Saturday, um, the freaking after uh, this whole hectic thing of dealing with the pictures, Mm -hmm. my phone was like blank. Like a black screen with like a loading symbol. And it, ha- it was like that for two hours. And with all the traffic. So I live by the mall. So like all the traffic. So I was trying to go to at and and see if those fuckers can fix it. Well, they're like, oh, sorry. We can't do anything about it. Like you're going to have to go to the Apple store. And I'm like, you're seriously here. You no saben nada de tele. Like you can't even fix this. Like. <laughs> I was so stressed. I was really like, so, uh, what are the qualifications? They're yeah, all like canceling her, her like service. Yeah. Like, uh, not today, bitch. <laughs> no, but then I ended up calling like Apple and they're like to make an appointment. And they're like, well, you can go to Best Buy. I went to Best Buy and all they fucking did was reset it. And then it was fine. And I was like, you really making me waste my fucking time. Like y'all can literally have just told me this over the phone. I told but, her. I told her. I called I know, it. I know. But. <laughs> I just wanted to go over there and be prepared. But, but at least they have a record of you going. Uh-huh. Because now it's like if something else happens, like they'll have proof, proof. that I like have tried going. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But anyways, yeah, that was my little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, well, we kind of already touched a little bit on like <clears throat> the whole Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, but we should like give details as to how they went. And so we hope that everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving... Well, hopefully you had a good um, family Excuse gathering. To eat. <laughs> yeah, because I know that with us, like with my family, we were trying to figure out a different word for Thanksgiving. So it's not about Thanksgiving, just because of the history of like about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out a different name, but we still haven't came up with it. So I don't necessarily feel like the name continued. itself. But I guess it's just kind of like just because it's already tied to the history is yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm yeah. like I just take it literal, like giving thanks, which I mean again shouldn't happen just that day, but it's like yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I mean, Debbie cooked for her whole entire family, which it was just seven. Too. It was it's just seven of us. It yeah. was fine, but 
it wasn't that much. I it would made a lot of food for us seven because we're not we don't eat a lot. Yeah, that's how many people. <laughs> well, eight counting Gianni, and he just got his first little tooth, but you know he Aww. still couldn't eat turkey or anything. So <laughs> did he like suck on a bone? No, and it's like my sister tried giving him to like taste mashed potatoes, uh-huh. and he's like, like wanting to gag. Uh-huh. Like he, he's like picky with I think the texture. Uh-huh. Like it takes him a while, so it's like he did not like it. Oh. It was funny, so he just ate his baby food. <laughs> but V, you cook too, right? Fuck no, no, she <laughs> just hosted it. Oh, yeah, just hosted? I just hosted Thanksgiving, but I'm not a cooker like that. Like I'm the type of person where it's like when I like cook, if for other people, like something always goes wrong. Like when I'm gonna feed other people so then it's like um we made like a list because my parents are gonna be in mexico supposedly which i still think it was a setup but (laughs) (laughs) they ended up like being here for thanksgiving after head said it was at my house or whatever and then they did on purpose (laughs) yeah so i went all out like i rented stuff from like a party place like went and bought like i don't even know how much money i spent like on decorations rico had to go so good thank you rico had to go to the store like four times because like i ended up getting the wrong size of tablecloths and then they didn't have any so you had to come back and tell me and like it was just like this no imagine her actually cooking rico (laughs) would have been like on call at walmart yeah (laughs) and my mom was like well what do i bring and i was like ham that was the one thing i was supposed to make and then she was like but it already says you're making. I'm like, mom, you're making that. <laughs> like, Just stop and do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, usually I'm like the store buyer, like a pie or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it went good, but I was like really happy with it. And like I was even like talking shit to my family because they got there and like I was like, wow, I was like nobody taking pictures and posting it on Snap. So they like I got my mom's phone and I'm all like acting like it was her like recording. <laughs> like bragging on your behalf yeah and then we played like this game like this um uno game and like we're really competitive like yeah you know he's like glaring at me because she knows we gotta be on the same team like we were we're really competitive so then we started like making shit like it was so funny we're making my sister like lick the turkey bone the turkey um neck head to toe and like it was just so like from head to toe but from the top to bottom which was so freaking funny and then rico put a lime in my eye that shit a drop a drop of lime <laughs> that shit hella burned like i literally thought my eye was gonna fall out like it almost felt like when you get limon in your cut yeah, yeah. and it's like stinging you're like yeah. i weigh like, you know, like <laughs> <I weigh. laughs> but it was like hella burning and then yeah um and then Diana told me the next day that her mom said it's like it cleans, cleans your it? eye because yeah. you know like whenever we would like eat something with limon and then limon gets in your eye and you're like ah mom's like you're fine she's like sit the limpia lo and i'm like yeah, so now okay. I'm just going to be squeezing, like, limon in my eye every morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was overall good. So, it was kind of, I like seeing people's pictures. Like, I don't post kind of, like, what we're eating and stuff. But, yeah, like, it's kind of cool to see, like, everybody's different version of, like, their traditional things. Yeah. Because yeah. for us, like, we make, well, not we, my mom, every year she tries to say, like, either she's only making a turkey or only making a ham. And we're like, Mom. She still always makes both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she makes the turkey and the ham and like the stuffing. And then my sister made mac and cheese and I made mashed potatoes. And then we just like make the gravy and like the bread. We don't do like 300 like options or anything because mm. it's really just like a small amount of us. Yeah. Um. So everything came out good. But the only thing is like I just have to time everything better to like come out at the exact same time. Because like mm. I started like with the mashed potatoes and then it's like. I felt like it w- would have just been, I should have timed it better because then the mashed potatoes were like done and I'm like, they could have just been that much hotter. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But and then RJ and I took a cheesecake. We like weren't gonna make one, so we just bought one from the cheesecake factory. Mm. Oh. And it was so fucking good. Y'all bougie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all know that paycheck hit at Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, initially, RJ, did I tell you guys he wanted to order like cheesecakes? It was gonna be like $150. And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna order there like the like some great fucking cheesecakes from New York. And I'm like, we're not gonna spend $150 on a fucking cheesecake right now. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. So you should like, be like that. That can go for my present though. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's just do it in the Cheesecake Factory. And so then it was actually funny because they give it to you frozen and you have to like let it thaw out. So that morning of Thanksgiving before I went to my mom's, um, I'm like, let's take it out and have it thaw out, right? And then like I'm getting ready and I'm like, oh babe, like how's the cheesecake doing? Like, and then he goes and he's like, fuck. Like after he took it out, he put it back in the freezer. And I'm like, why would okay. he do that <laughs> on accident oh. like, he meant to put it in the fridge like to thaw oh. but he put it back in the freezer so i'm like oh but it was still like enough time so like it thawed out by the time like we all were ready for dessert mm-hmm. like at seven it was like because it needed like eight hours so it worked Dang. out but the cheesecake was good i bet that's awesome yeah for me it's like i cooked for my family which is perfect because i love cooking like that not every day, Yawn. just once a year. <laughs> but I made like a turkey breast because it was my first time ever making like turkey. But I did it in the crock pot. So it was perfect because then I had the oven to like be able to do everything else. I made a ham. I made mac and cheese. I made mashed potatoes, ma- mashed potatoes and gravy. I made it like little mini weenies with like bacon wrapped in like brown sugar. Uh-huh. So good. And then but I was stuffing. Which, no, my family isn't a fan of stuffing, but maybe it's just the one I made. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's it. My sister made peach cobbler. She made this, like, little, like, Oreo balls with, like, um, with um, chocolate mm-hmm. on them. So good. She made little, um, what did she call them? That's, they were, like, the little, they're little cups of, like, I don't know, bread. And then they have, you have, like, kind of, like, a... Um, whipping like cream or something like a mini little pie or something yeah and then with like tartoleya tartolitas or something Uh, no i don't know know. i'm just (laughs) tostinos no No, bitches i fucking uh, to be continued (laughs) but yeah but they were so good and yeah it was just perfect and honestly like it's i loved being at home because i was literally in my pajamas all fucking day so it was perfect. We, Not we, me. I still dressed up for the sala. No, we went to church. <laughs> we went to church in the morning, and after that, we just came home, and I started cooking. So it was fine. But I just love being at home and like being lazy. Yeah. I don't want to go nowhere. That's been my biggest craving lately. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, no. So did any? Did you guys go like Black Friday shopping? Fuck no. Oh, well, actually, kind of. But we went like at eleven o'clock at night. But we went to Best Buy because we were going to like a ring light. Uh huh. That's all we got. I'm mm-hmm. fucking hell against Black Friday because I worked at retail for five years. So oh. I was like, fuck that. I'm not. And then I live by the mall. So it's like all these fucking people were literally parking outside my house. And I'm like, y'all fucking better move before I call the tow fuck truck. No, I would not be down to like do that much exercise for like saving $20. Like, I know. No. <laughs> no. So I didn't go to the mall. I think the only thing that we that I did was on Saturday after I was done fucking <laughs> being mad at Best Buy, um, I was, we had gone to oh, yeah, yeah. Bed, no, Bath and Body Works and then like Victoria's Secret, which mm-hmm. was pretty good. I mean, yeah, no, I just mostly like to do my shit online. 
just because I don't have the patience to be like in line for like one item. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Unless it's like not a super popular item, then, you know, you're most likely going to go and you're going to get it. And it's yeah. fine. But I mean, I'm not trying trying to fucking like go bodies with anyone Mm-mm. for a fucking TV. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, fuck that. So it's like we we just ordered shit online, but not so much like that was like the day after Black Friday. So Saturday. And then we just went to Target because they had like a good deal on the games and we were getting my brother some game. And that was it. And then, yeah, we went and we got some candles. I was really excited about my candles at that <laughs> and body Y'all should have seen them, yeah. I was like really excited. And then I'm like, okay, RJ, you're going to do one transaction because you're going to use a coupon and I'm going to do another transaction. But Debbie gave us the coupon from her email. So it was a screenshot. So it wouldn't scan. It should have still scanned. I don't know that guy. And then she's like, she's like, it's okay. I'll just put it in for you guys. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So we still got him. So it's like the candles were like, you know how next weekend they're going to have them. It was to buy three, get three. No, No. it was just like, they were like $12.95 or something. So they're like half off. But then on top of that, so you get three and it's like 36 and then you get $10 off. So you're basically getting them for like $9. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Cause I remember my sister was going to go, but it was like, like, they were like ten dollars each or something like that, and then or buy three get three, and my sister's like that doesn't make any sense because it's like they still get you because price. yeah Their full price yeah that would have mm-hmm. still been seventy five bucks. Those original price each candle twenty five bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that. So it's like mm-hmm. yeah, just don't fart in your house and you won't need fucking candles. <laughs> <laughs> they just make everything. So I just love having candles. Me too. I like yeah. Scentsy. Really? Mm-hmm. I had a Scentsy when I lived in my apartment, but. I don't know what happened. To the I wax. just don't think. I, I don't know. I d- <laughs> <laughs> too much farting. <laughs> no, it's just because like you know how you have to like make it hot go hard, and then like I'm scared that it's gonna like fall off because it's like with the baby and everything mm. like running around. Because I have but it. But that's up safer than a flame because then it's like the flame is easier to catch on fire. Something on fire. Hmm true yeah but we need I to edit like, this out <laughs> <laughs> we're arguing now no i just like the satisfaction of having to like light the candle yeah and like i've had a sensi too but i don't maybe because i'd forget about it and leave it on like all fucking day but because that's why i felt like it didn't last as long yeah yeah true. no mm-hmm. i feel like too like i feel like um with like sensi you have to actually buy like the sensi burner brands and like the actual sensi mm-hmm. squares for it to like get its full potential yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. like if you get like the, the warmers from like walmart or something mm-hmm. they don't get they're like different for like what yeah. they're made for because i remember i had one from no i actually never had one from Sen- from sensi but i've had um I didn't have the warmer from Sensi, but I had the, the little blocks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I lost them. I don't know what happened with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get into our um, actual topic for the episode. So we're going to start off by just kind of mentioning you guys saw on our Instagram how we went ahead and we had that poll question asking if you've ever been the only person of color in the room. And I was actually surprised that we had even a few people that said no. Yeah. yeah you know especially because the majority of the people who follow us on our instagram are people of color mm-hmm. you know so th- some some people said no and i'm like you know what that like that's great because that mm-hmm. means you're like in a diverse environment yeah um but yeah so 93 percent said yes and um yeah i was just surprised like i almost expected it to be 100 percent. yeah me too which but, is good you know to know we would just I guess we should have followed up with kind of like to those that answered no, like 
is it at school? Is it like at work? Like, I but. feel like um, maybe people could have also misunderstood the question because sometimes like people might not consider themselves like a person of color if they're not African American. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like you don't always see like Mexicans like saying like, "Oh, I'm the only person of color." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people use like their skin tone as like being a, considered a like person I of color. Mean, like, mm-hmm. if they were thinking more of like their yeah, like their appearance as opposed to like. Their background, like their ethnicity or race. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into that a little bit more and follow up with what some people responded and just like our experience overall and like Mm -hmm. what it's been like, you Mm -hmm. know, being somewhere where we are the only person of color. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started with um, sharing some of the responses that we got from some of our listeners um, in regards to the question of like, I guess, what their experience has been like. Um, where they've been in situations, you know, that they've been the only person of color in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody said how that they feel a sense of pride um, because they feel like they're representing people like them in this like space, but at the same time, uncomfortable feeling like they don't belong. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of feeling like you're not from here or from there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said in Spanish, it makes more sense. Like, which I think a lot of people do feel like that. Yeah. Um. And it's true, but it's good. Like, I mean, I really do like relate to that because it's true. Like you feel like this added pressure of having to like pull it together and like basically like match up with these people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time that you're the underdog. Yeah. You know, and then somebody else had said that they used to work somewhere where they were the only like Latina where there was like everyone else was white mm-hmm. um, and it took them a lot just to be able to like basically earn their spot mm. um, amongst all like their, their colleagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't until like a specific, cause she said that like, she would always felt like disregarded or like left in the back, like on the back burner for mm-hmm. every type of situation. And then on top of that, she was the youngest one. Mm. So it's like, not only are you like the minority, you're also the youngest one. So being the youngest yeah. one sometimes like just adds. They to just it. don't take you that mm-hmm. serious. Yeah, so it's like, um, you know, it took a, it took a lot for them to like actually like basically give her her place. Um, so yeah, and then Debbie, you want to go over the other ones? Oh yeah, so we had <clears throat> I'm the only Mexi at work, puros güeros, which I've been there. Um, La yeah. <laughs> After, uh, let's see you feel like they are expecting from you to do double the work, which I completely get it. Cause a lot of the times people probably are like, can you translate this? Or like, can you like, mm-hmm. how does this sound? Or like, can you talk to this person in Spanish? And like, and it's like, yeah, like pay me more though. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, yeah. You know, you feel like they are judging you, which I completely understand. Exhausting. You suddenly become the voice of all um, POCs, people of color, or you have no say. Which is kind of like, I, I definitely understand that because it's like you either have to decide whether or not you're going to like stay quiet or like speak up. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're speaking up for your own personal experiences and for the majority of the people, but not a lot of people feel that way or might like be going through those same things. Mm-hmm. Um, full of anxiety. Yes, I completely agree. That shit's happened to me a lot. Um. Very uncomfortable. They would talk about Trump and about building the wall. First of all, I want to say that I'm 
really, really sorry that you had to deal with that shit. Um, you know, people that do that. And when you are in a, in a space where there is a minority, when there's a handful of people that aren't white, they do this to intimidate us. And I am really sorry you had to deal with that shit. You know, they have to take, they have to get their heads out of their asses because they wouldn't feel the same way if it was the other way around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel a lot of pressure. Loki was scared. Again, your feelings are very valid and we completely understand. Um, awkward walking into the room, but usually the person you sit or sits next to you will talk to you, which, yeah, I guess it makes, I feel like that kind of like happens, like when you go to like conferences or things like that. And then it's like, Oh, where do you sit? And then I don't go expecting that the person that I sit next to is going to talk to me Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's like, I don't want to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, it's true. A lot of times they will acknowledge you yeah but or it just depends who they are yeah and it's also like when you walk into a room do you automatically like try to find a place to sit even if it's like with a whole bunch of white people or is it do you find other like minority other people that are minorities to like go sit with you know yeah i so usually like, find try to sit with someone where i feel like i'll feel you more, feel comfortable more comfortable mm-hmm, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily have to mean they have to be another person of color mm-hmm. but it's like if they look like they don't like people of color, then I don't want to sit. <laughs> I yeah. won't want to go sit next to them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It has been often since I got to Portland. At this point, I don't care. Which, yeah, after a while, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of like, mm. noticeable, if that makes sense. Like, you always realize it, which mm-hmm. I completely get it. It's obvious as fuck when especially when you're just like i mean like me like i can relate to my own experience but it's like i am i can pass as a white person but i know i'm not white Mm -hmm. so when i walk in and all i see is white people it's like "Mm." you just feel like there's a spotlight yeah yeah sally like (laughs) (laughs) all natural yeah Yeah. um (laughs) it sucks ass white people are so ignorant and oblivious touche i agree um (laughs) awkward felt like all eyes were on me Mm -hmm. yes i completely get it not uncomfortable for me as i'm fine in my own skin which that's really good i you know wish i could relate to that most of the time but yeah i mean kind of going into some of them we want to talk about our own personal experiences yeah and what we feel and if we've ever been the Mm -hmm. only um person of color we all have at some point yeah at least like between us three Mm -hmm. um you know just whether it might be like work school Mm -hmm. committees that debbie's in (laughs) yeah and i feel like um sorry (laughs) kind of talking about um like the responses that people said it's almost like everybody has different experiences Mm -hmm. um and it could also be because of like your tone of skin Mm -hmm. can make you feel different Mm -hmm. but i also feel like um people that are of like of like color so like saying necessarily with like african-americans um because like my mom was the one that responded about like being comfortable in your own skin it's because like i feel like when you are like a color a person of color coming from like an african-american like you already assume that like a lot of people do feel a way towards you Mm -hmm. so you start building that confidence and i feel like with hispanics it's more because of the environments that we're in not because of the color of our skin if that makes sense like you're 
being a person of color can change because it's like for Mexicans, it's not necessarily your color skin that people don't like. It's because of the country you're from. Yeah. And Africans yeah. is because of their skin and being different. Like, I don't know. I, guess that, yeah, I just, it's hard to explain. Cause it's like, for me personally, it's like I'm mixed. So it's like when I go into a room, I feel like I can relate to everybody, even though I look more Hispanic. It's like, I can feel like I could be relate to the people that are African American, or I can relate to the people that are white. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if anybody singles you out, it's not going to be because they know that you're white or black. It's going to be because, because they, they're going to single you out for being or looking Hispanic. Yeah. 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 And I feel like even at work, like that happens to me. Like I'm the only Hispanic female that works at my job. And there's only three Mexicans that work over on our whole company in Woodburn. Wow. So it is a lot. And it's sometimes it's uncomfortable because I am the youngest one that also works there. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like if I'm in the lunchroom, like sometimes people will turn to me and like ask me things like, oh, how do you say this in Spanish? And I honestly just respond and be like, I'm only part Mexican. Is that a priority that I need to know Spanish? Like a requirement? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant, requirement. And then people are, they just like laugh because they think it's funny, but it's like also like, like they just, just be- assume that I know Spanish because I'm Mexican. Like I look Mexican and it's like, okay. Like, and I always like say things like, they're going to let me go because I'm Mexican. Cause it's like literally they've let go three Hispanics in the last like few months. So it's like, you know, yeah, I feel like that's, that's why. And that's like the only way that some of these people at your work have gone out of their way to try to like relate to you or try to start a conversation is by like talking about the fact that like you should know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Or they'll ask like, oh, part of Mexico are you from? And it's like, I'm not from Mexico. Like, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's different. But yeah, like at work, too, I'm the only person of color in my like department, I guess. And I'm also the youngest one. And speaking of that experience specifically, I don't necessarily feel singled out for being Hispanic. Like if anything, like I guess, or, or Latina or whatever, but like I do in a way get a sense of pride in just the fact that like really um, almost like in the whole, like it, with the other departments that are on the same floor as I am, like there's really only like three of us that mm-hmm. are of color um and so it's like sometimes people come in and it's like i am able to talk to people in spanish not because they expect me to but just because i want to and because i don't really get a lot of practice in there anymore Mm -hmm. and it's like nice because i'm able to like relate that way to certain people that like work for us Mm -hmm. that like a lot of my coworkers wouldn't be able to yeah but it's like i don't feel singled out in the sense that like they treat me any different or like like kind of like the underdog i feel like the only thing is like me feeling like um I can't fully be myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that has more to do with just the fact that I'm like the youngest one. And there's such like, there's a, there's big age gaps between us. And so I'm kind of like, you know, they can't really relate to half of the stuff that I'm into. And like, I've talked about it before, like, or the music I listen to mm-hmm. or like how I'd want to dress. And like, yeah. you know, like I don't want to mm-hmm. wear slacks and like little cardigans every day. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like that type of thing, but I don't necessarily at work specifically don't necessarily feel singled out because of that which is good because I feel like otherwise I would like hate my job yeah so for me um luckily I work at a culturally specific nonprofit, so it's literally the minority are white people and we have probably a handful if that you mm-hmm. know of um white people live working um where I work 
but it's good. And I am the youngest of my group of like my team, but they, they respect me and they give me respect because I feel like I've earned it. Not because of like my age, but because of like the experiences that I bring and like the way I kind of present myself. They always tell me that I'm kind of like an old soul that I have, like that I can relate to them, which not a lot of, not a lot of, I think the oldest probably in our team is probably like maybe 70 or maybe younger. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm pushing it. I would be retired by them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, um, but still I can, I always try to find a way to relate to them because they are, you know, um, Latinas. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like the fact that you just said that, that you can like relate to like people of different age and stuff. I feel like that sometimes like something that comes from being, someone who kind of is seen like the minority Mm -hmm. in a lot of situations, Mm -hmm. you do really learn how to be adaptable. Yes. Like you learn how to adapt in situations like, Mm -hmm. because it's almost like a fight or flight mode, you know, like you're just Mm -hmm. constantly trying to like, it's not as dramatic. Like no one's trying to kill you, but it's like, you do feel like you're constantly trying to survive and stay like with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that that's been my, my biggest thing that I've like always tried to like, get along with everybody, talk mm-hmm. to them. And I love the fact that I can speak Spanish and I can cuss in Spanish and I can like literally like the culture in my, where I work is just amazing and I love it. Um, But outside of that, I, I've talked about how like I'm a part of the committees and part of councils and stuff. And it's gotten to the point where I am the only person of color. And I find myself kind of like catching myself being angry sometimes and I don't want to be that like angry Mexican, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't help that I'm the youngest and it doesn't help that I'm female, female and that I'm a single mother because it's like all of these things that a lot of people are looked down upon about for being yeah, like, you you're know, part of all of these like different minority groups. Exactly. And so for me, it's like, I'm going to stand up for single mothers. I'm going to stand up for females. I'm going to stand up for like people of color, whether that is African-American or like any other race other than white. And mm. so I've always, and you know, I think it's not, I'm not saying that it's my job to do so, but I think that that's, I always tell people like, if you want change, be the change or like come and like raise your voice because even though like we feel like we we can say something, but I can't do it alone. I can't sit there and try to explain to these people like, hey, like this is what's going on. And like, this is why this isn't okay if I'm the only one telling them. Yeah, there's power and there's, in numbers. Yes. And so if a lot of people comes like come and then they're like, hey, like she's right. Or like, this is what it's about. Like, this is how we're feeling. There could be more of a change that way. Um, so I just feel like it's hard. I, I've always catch myself when a lot of other things happen, like things aren't translated or I'm like, so what, like I ask those tough questions because if I don't ask them, no one else is going to ask them. Mm -hmm. But if, but then I feel like I'm letting my people down if I don't ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that makes sense. So it's just like I asked them, like, okay, so that survey we were like that you had was there in other any other language, Russian or um, Spanish, or was it only in English? They were like, well, it was only in English. I was like, so then how do you expect people to answer their phone or like want to ask answer your questions when they don't know the language and they're like U.S. citizens? Yeah, and so it's like those like awkward, and I and I'm I'm so good at putting people in an awkward situation, and I honestly like I'm okay with it now because it's like you're gonna try to put me in an awkward situation 
because you expect me to know all the answers because I am the minority, but I'm also going to throw that back at you because what are you doing to make everyone feel included? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not only for you, it's for everyone else. And you like a lot of people talk about inclusive, like being inclusive and like being, bringing more people that are like people of color, like onto their jobs or onto their like organizations and stuff. But it's like, they just want the tax break, but it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing to make that happen? Are you making the, the job place like, comfortable for everybody are you requiring like x y and z but it's like you're not taking into consideration the equivalence to that Mm -hmm. not a lot of people have a fucking college degree and a lot of the times it's like yeah like we were talking about it last time how you know you can have the same experience equivalent to like x amount of years in college when it's like a lot of the times people don't want to come and work for people because the environment because they don't want to be the only person of color. Yeah. You know? And like something else is like, uh, like what you were saying about like, Oh, are they doing like, they want more um, diversity at their companies or whatever, but it's like, so I could speak from experience, but I see a lot of job postings where they're like, Oh, um, preferred qualifications, like to know Spanish, right. To be bilingual, but you're not going to, you're not going to get paid more, but it's yeah. like they expect that. But you don't they don't want to pay you the the extra. But it's like if this was a person that like if this was a place where um most of the people working at this company weren't Latino mm-hmm. or of another, you know, yeah. culture that spoke another language and they were like say it was mostly everyone was white, and then that job posting said, Oh, preferred qualifications to know another language, you know damn well that person's gonna get paid for knowing that second language, even mm-hmm. if they're like if their Spanish is bad compared to like someone that's fluent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, there's all these workarounds kind of to like hustle. Yeah. And and I mean, to kind of get into that, you know, being not only, you know, a person of color, but being a Latina and being a female, like we're getting paid way less than what other females, other like white men are getting paid. Mm -hmm. And that's another fucking topic. That's another discussion, but it's like, we're still, when is it going to change? Like when, when are we going to be making it? Like you, it, it just like makes me upset how like people want more representation and want more like, well, how are we get? how are we going to get people um like African-Americans and like Mexicanos and like Cubanos and Chilenos like to come out to our things. But it's like, what are you doing? Like, don't ask me what I'm going to do. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are we going to do together to, like, make people mm-hmm. want to come out here and, like, shop at your stores or, like, work for you? Mm-hmm. It's it's just, I don't know. It's different. It's it's tough, and it's, like, an, a battle all the time, and I feel like I'm not done. I'm not f- tired of fighting it yet, but when I'm the only person. It just feels like an uphill battle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like some place um, – I mean, do you have, like, other situations where you feel like you've been kind of put in that situation? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, not that I can remember. Just because kind of, like, going back to, like, what I said, I feel like I kind of just, like, can relate to everybody. Yeah. So I feel like I don't. I also feel like feeling the type, like, a person of color is also, like, feeling victimized yourself. Like, you kind of go into a situation, like, feeling already that people feel away towards you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't do that necessarily like at work. I do because of just like comments that people say, but if it's like in a public place, I feel like I don't really think about it because. 
And it's good to come into a situation like that because I think about it. Like when I go somewhere, my intention is never to try to like put that spotlight or pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. But it's like you can immediately sense it when you walk somewhere, even if you're trying to avoid it. Because it's like, um, like, mm, I mean, I guess like at school when I was in college, there were a lot of classes that I was in. Like there wasn't I studied business and there wasn't a lot of people of color in the business um in the college of business like there really wasn't there was only maybe like i mean i didn't talk to everybody but it was like maybe there was like a five that i would see like occasionally uh-huh. in some of the classes but other than that it was a lot of like asians and um just white mm-hmm. and it's like I really like I, I did feel like out of place because of that sometimes because they're like, oh, and like you're going to get in groups and you're going to pick a partner. And I'm like. It's okay. also just not knowing what other people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like in college, it wasn't horrible, but it's like um, just like times that I've traveled. So RJ and I went to the East Coast. He was over there for work. And then we went to New Hampshire um, and I try not to like ruin my time by letting people get to me, but it's like, dude, it was so obvious. Like some of the towns that we were in, like that everybody was like for Trump. And like, I just literally feel like we stuck, like everybody could just see us. And like, they probably have never seen like, you stuck out like a sort thumb. Yeah. Like nobody had seen like a Latino in like literally years. Mm -hmm. And it's like that, that was weird to me. Cause it's like, we went into like this little restaurant. It was like a little bakery and like they helped the people before us were white and they're like, oh, like, good morning. Like, what can we get for you? No, 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 no. And then it's like our turn and they're like literally not saying anything, just no. waiting for us to order. And it's like, OK, like, I'm not going to sit here and expect that you like be fake to me if like you don't like. Latinos I would have been like, oh, you're not going to say good morning to me. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like they're intending yeah. for it to make you feel some type of way. And yeah. it's just like fucking weird. Like. Yeah, know. that's how I felt when I lived in Vancouver and it was I was pregnant, I remember, and it was during the time where like the elections were happening and there was literally on my like there was a light where I had to turn to like get on the freeway and on that light there was like a little section where like people could cross, but people were there with like Trump flags and like American flags like waving them, like having people like honk for Trump and shit. And I felt so uncomfortable like I would literally drive crying and I'd be like hoping that I wouldn't have to stop at that light to see them because who knows what the fuck they were gonna do because it's like you know the whole like they're like angry yes and it's like they're angry at anybody and everybody and Mm -hmm. and, you know and it's it was it was super super sad but kind of going back to what Daniel was saying about school like I went to Western Oregon University so it's like I didn't feel because there was not I mean there was I guess in my classes, because I studied social science and sociology. And so the only one, the only classes where I was like the minority were my business classes. Yeah. Because my minority, my minor was um, business. And I literally was there and I'm already bad at math and shit. So I was like, fuck, who can I like (laughs) be friends with that can help me, you know? But it's like, it was, so I felt more comfortable, you know, in my sociology classes with people like of like color were taking that because of like what it meant and like yeah. what we were studying and yeah there's only like a handful and, like, of for me it was opposite like i felt comfortable with what i was studying and like mm-hmm. the material but like not necessarily the environment mm-hmm. so but um i did want to touch on how like we were saying how or somebody said like oh you, you feel like you have to represent everybody uh-huh and 
I do feel like when you are the only person of color, there is this pressure that like they'll look at you like you should have the answer. But it's like, yeah, just like there is in every fucking race, like that everybody has a different opinion. Exactly. Like I can think different than like my Latino neighbors and like yeah. other people. You know what I mean? So and it's if- like I'm not going to have the answer that is going to like. Do all white people think yeah, the same? No. Exactly. Because it's like different because, you know, you're Mexicana, but then it's like different from like the state where you're from in, in Mexico. And then there's like Cubanos. There's like the Colombia. There's Nicaraguenses. There's yeah. Costa Ricans. Like there's a whole bunch of different. So it's like, no, we don't all think alike. We all don't like Everybody have the same experiences. Yes, exactly. So Grew up different, like, like just different values, different morals. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like. It, it's hard when that pressure gets put on you because it's like, you're not going to get it right. Like yeah. just mm-hmm. because you're Latino doesn't mean every other Latino is going to agree with what you have to uh-huh. say. Yeah. And so. I feel like how I was like telling you, cause it's like, I feel like it's hard for me to like feel like I've had experiences besides like the workplace that I'm in right now, like growing up and stuff. But I also feel like I reflect a lot about like hearing stories of people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes like I've, this might sound like weird to say, but it's like I almost feel like I don't have like almost like a right to feel a type of way because I haven't been victimized like some people like, you know, like saying like talking about like my mom, like she has been victimized as being like a colored skin person. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's taught me because of her, the way that she used that situation and kind of has like made herself be it really strong and stuff that it's made me feel like that, like. That my situation, I have never been put in that situation where it's as bad as somebody else. Yeah. So I feel like I don't, I haven't had that experience or maybe I have, but I haven't noticed because it's not as bad. But I also feel like just everybody has different experiences, but I also have went back to saying, I said earlier, like it does have a lot to do with like your skin and kind of what Debbie said, like you can get past like an American, as like an American in a group, unless people see your last name. Or, or they hear you talk, talk. Mm-hmm. but it's like if you were Mexican and you were darker skin, mm-hmm. no, your experiences might be a little bit yeah. harder for you yeah. because you're, of your skin mm-hmm. color. I, I definitely think that being a light skin Latino, like I'm not blind to it. And I don't deny the fact that we have a privilege that mm-hmm. others don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's true. Like it really is true. And it's like we, we didn't ask for it. You know, it's yeah. just like, I mean, we were obviously born this way, but it's like it's true because like even in college, like. I don't think everybody like saw me and thought that I was Latino. Like somebody told me that they thought I was Italian. I don't even really know what that means. <laughs> and I was like, uh, like I started yeah. thinking like, what do Italian people look like? Um, but it's true. Like we do have a privilege because you do see sometimes like if someone comes like, you know, stronger accent, darker skin, they're going to be treated different because for you, it's like, at least they're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe she's Latina, but She's most likely a U.S. citizen at least, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like you do get treated different. And it's like that is definitely a privilege that we have that, Mm -hmm. you know. And y'all don't understand like how many times like I think I've already been okay, like okay with like being comfortable in my own skin. But like there's been so many times when I've like sat there and I like wish that I was darker or wish that I didn't have colored eyes because like I wanted to be more Mexicana. Because I speak the language, I know the culture, like, I grew up as a first generation, but it's like, I, like, wanted to have more, be able to represent more my, my, who, where I come from, because I'm so proud of where my family's from, I'm so proud of being Mexicana. I feel like that's more like a social construct, like, to say, 
Mexicans should be darker. Mexican no, no, no. Should- yeah, I know. But it's like for because, you know, I mean, we can get into this topic like later on, like in different in a diff- diff- different episode. But it's like because of society, because of how I got raised, like a lot of the times when I was growing up, people were like, well, you're not Mexican. Like you're l- light. And then it's like, well, you're not white because you're Mexican. So it's yeah. like, I it's didn't, the whole thing yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I definitely get it. And I got like, I get it. But it's like, to me, it's, it's like, I don't like walking into a room and then the white people think no, like, like wondering, like, is she, is she not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just like, I wish that they could just like be like, oh yeah, no, she's Mexican. And I make it well fucking known when I'm in there. I'm like, nope, I'm Mexicana and I'm a single mom. See, that's another thing. So I've been asked, like when I first started my job, like I, it's okay. So I'm, I, I was born here, so I'm a U.S. citizen, but I don't say I'm like Mexican American. Me neither. I just mm-hmm. say I'm Mexican yeah. because that's like where my blood's yeah. from. Like uh-huh. I'm first generation. Yeah. And so I brought that up, like, and the like, I said something about how like I was Mexican, and then, like, I think that immediately, like, one of my coworkers thought that I was like from Mexico because yeah. I also mentioned Spanish was my first language, uh-huh. and I'm like, that's just because that's what my parents like yeah. spoke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I learned Spanish, and I'm like. But it's like, am I supposed to say like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's, the assumption that it's like suddenly yeah. because I said I'm Mexican. Like I would, I don't know. I just, I would, I don't feel comfortable saying like, oh, I'm American. Yeah, when no. it's like white mm-hmm. Americans wouldn't consider me one yeah. of them. So why am I going to claim them when they don't yeah. claim yeah. me? Yeah. Or do you feel like people feel like you should like say like, I'm Hispanic. Because like the way that I understood it was you're Mexican if you're we're born in Mexico and you're Hispanic if you're born in, in America. I think there's no, like a big whole different controversy Hispanic, on everything. Hispanic like all is of that. just like, so the way I understood it is like Hispanic means you speak Spanish. So that considers people from Spain too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you're Latino or Latinx, like that doesn't consider Spain anymore. Cause they're colonizers and it would consider like everyone from Latin America. So it's like Hispanic is more like a group to say someone that speaks Spanish. So you feel like you should like people think that you might should say like I'm Mexican American. I feel like that's what people People want me to say because I'm an American citizen. But like I said, the only reason why I don't say that I'm Mexican American is simply just because I don't want to feel like I'm claiming to be part of a group that wouldn't claim me. If that makes sense. No, I get you. Because like with me, it's. Even though my race is technically white mm-hmm. because I was born here, I never, I decline to answer. And even with Kaiki, mm-hmm. I decline to answer because I feel like what's. I don't get why that matters. Like, that much, exactly. But, but it's like people, like when we go to the doctors, everything is like, what's your race? Ask. And I'm like, no, like we're not white. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> consider myself white. I don't consider my son white. Like, no. And he, his first language is Spanish. And it's, yeah, he's light skinned and stuff, but it's like, I'm going to be like, you're Mexicano, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but. And see, that's different because that's like already a different generation. So mm-hmm. it'll be like more like how he perceives himself and how he feels. Too, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So do you guys have anything else that you wanted to like add on the topic? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> These over Technical here struggling. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm like, does she know her headphones are falling off? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, even shit. have my headphones on. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you know, there's definitely like a lot of different angles that we can like tackle on this yeah. on this topic, mm-hmm. and like not necessarily like specifically being the only person a color in the room, but just 
different like branches of like yeah. the, this whole topic. And if you have any like information on this or like anything that you want us to know, please mm-hmm. like reach out to us mm-hmm. and let us know. Or um, even like a topic related to this yes. that you feel like would be important yeah. that yes. we should talk about, mm-hmm. let us know. Or even like questions. I feel like Debbie, you're really like um like your knowledge about stuff like that. Oh, so I feel like if you want your brain picked, message Debbie because <laughs> she'll be good at that. <laughs> well, this is gonna be her week, so <laughs> yeah. So I'll be the one answering your questions. <laughs> um. Okay. And then before we wrap up, so um, we are gonna go ahead and next week we are gonna talk about what are we gonna talk about this week? We're gonna be asking um questions about what is your love language. Yeah, but for next week's episode. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So um, we won't go into detail about that because, you know, you'll have to listen in. But um, if you don't know, like the different categories, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like we'll, we'll, post five, yeah, we'll post a picture mm-hmm. and then you can let us know which is most important to you, mm-hmm. like in a relationship. Um, so just a little preview of mm-hmm. next episode. Mm-hmm. And then we also wanted to give um, some shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just wanted to give a shout out to all the husbands or partners, partners, boyfriends, um, or girlfriends, girlfriends. <laughs> um, your pets. Others. No, hold on. Um, your side boo, <laughs> <laughs> your main boo, and your side boo, mm-hmm. or your boo that's already married. We just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Um, because we actually had like a funny story of like one of our listeners, like husband wanted like a personal shout out. So this <laughs> is to you. Um, but we appreciate everybody like listening in the car and like your kids listening yeah. in. And, um, you know, sometimes we could be a little R rated, but that's fine. You need that in life. So <laughs> we're just preparing them for the real world. Cause we're saying what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's honestly really nice to like, to, to see mm-hmm. like all of the people that listen to us and then like they get either their significant other or mm-hmm. like their friends to listen into. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool that we get to see that. Um, yeah. And then our other one is um, I didn't realize who <laughs> the friend was that was trying to hook Debbie up <laughs> with, her <cousin. laughs> with her cousin. But you guys saw the meme that we that we shared like, girl, you were quick with that. Like Very you had quick. that ready. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to you, Prima, Elena. <laughs> she calls uh, me Prima now because she really has hopes that she's going to hook me up with her Oh, is she's the one? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, now I need to see what the Prima looks like. <laughs> we got to see si quemo or not. <laughs> I guess I'll have to be the judge of that, No, right? but she sent the, she was the one who actually provided us with that meme that we posted of Debbie of mm-hmm. the like, si quemo cut. It was so funny when I, when I opened I the message, I was like dying laughing. Like that was hilarious. So thank you for sending that and yeah. making us laugh. And if, I you, love. and if y'all can like send us memes and stuff like that, please. Like I hella love that I had like the little Mexican blanket. That <laughs> <laughs> made it that more official. Like, yeah. hey, but those condoms are the fire and nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, good job on those. <laughs> nice selection. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, we hope everybody has a great week. Again, don't forget to um, follow us on Instagram, Debbie. At underscore Reinas del Chisme. And, and on Twitter, V. Reinas DL Chisme. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that you like share us and show our Instagram and our Twitter some love. And we hope that everybody has a great week. So we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. So later, everyone. Bye. Hasta luego.